Welcome, friends, to the next Another Word of God podcast. Today, of all days, we're going to uh, discuss the theme of uh, meeting up with some hybrids. Not me personally, but uh, others who have uh, done a deep dive into this matter. There are many people who might have called themselves abductees or contactees years ago and now feel that they're hybrids, that they are products of the ongoing psychic spiritual and physical marriage between our race, the humanoids on earth, and others who are visitors. The material I'll be quoting from today, it's called Meet the Hybrids, the Lives and Missions of ET Ambassadors on Earth by Miguel Mendonca and Barbara Lamb. Both um, strong researchers in the field, particularly Barbara Lamb. As you will see, these hybrids seem very adjusted to their position, even though they're not fully cognizant of everything that is, has been or will be going on. Uh, they have probably much to discover but what they have discovered through personal reflection and inquiry and experience, as well as chatting with each other, <laughs> is substantial. And certainly is a huge advance on, you know, 20 years ago when abductees were traumatized and uh, plenty of evidence in that in the days of you know bud hopkins and john mack and although certainly john mack's abductees didn't all feel traumatized but most of bud hopkins's did and david jacobs and other researchers but now in uh, 2021 we're in december 2021 it's it's a whole new world Tatiana Amore, how did you learn to be a hybrid or how did you learn that you are a hybrid? Well, a few weeks before meeting Carmen and her mother for the second time, I saw a being in my bedroom. I thought he was a guardian angel. He was a little over two meters tall with short blonde hair, bigger than usual blue eyes and slightly pointy ears. I didn't think about these things before. At the workshop where Charmaine and I met, she and I were discussing spirituality, and I told her about the being I saw. She started talking about beings not from this planet, about her childhood, things that happened to her, and how she always felt different. And, you know, I related to that. So I started to wonder and began reading about these things. Then she mentioned your project. That's the project that wound up in this book, Meet the Hybrids. And she put me in touch with you, and you connect me to Matt, Cynthia, and Jacqueline. You see how it spreads. 
It was when I spoke to Matt that things really started to happen. I told him about the being that had come to me, and he said it sounded like a Pleiadian. And when I did a Google image and search, the picture I saw was exactly the same as the being I saw in my room. What is your ET component? My main connection is Palladian. However, when I did my star origin reading, that would be something like a past life reading, I should imagine. In fact, uh, the researcher Barbara Lamb has repeated over and over that she discovered uh, abductees, contactees through doing past life regressions. She started doing that, and then as she explored that, she discovered more and more people with ET connections. My star reading with Jacqueline, she took me back to my first incarnation and I started as a race without a name we would recognize. They look like dolphins and are not really from a star. She used the term ether. When my soul was first incarnated, it was into that kind of being. Somehow I ended up in the Pleiades and these were the ones I saw in the regression. How were you created? Well, I don't really know at this point, but I had many experiences with sleep paralysis throughout my life where I couldn't see, but I could hear and feel people around me and it felt like they were scanning my body or something. I could feel something hovering over me like an energy field and I don't know if they were checking something. On one occasion, I felt a strong pressure on my chest and my body being pushed down into the mattress. I could hear people in the room and feel the mattress depressed as though someone was sitting there. I don't know if it was spiritual or if it was them physically. I had wondered that all my life. It happened many times, but I never got used to it. I just had a panicky feeling because I couldn't move or scream. I didn't feel they were doing anything bad to me, but it made me panic. I couldn't hear them talking and I couldn't hear anything telepathic. Maybe I was so scared that my mind shut down. I always had a feeling that whoever was there didn't want me to know why they were there or what they were doing and why. Here Barbara Lamb chips in. That sounds very similar to many reported experiences. Apparently there are many reasons for them doing that. One is that they don't want to worry the person or unduly scare them, but they are dedicated to doing whatever they came to do. Following these experiences, did you feel any changes in the days after? For example, did you feel more intuitive or have energy coming from your hands? I noticed different things actually. Afterwards, I feel more intuitive, more sensitive. Physically, I have had some different sensations around my bladder and what feels like my ovaries. On one occasion, the palms of my hands felt like they were on fire. And a friend said I should use them for healing. It wasn't painful, but the heat was so strong, I was blowing on them to cool them. Barbara again. They could have been upgrading or enhancing you with other abilities like healing. The Pleiadians are considered highly advanced and benevolent and seem to care in a very positive way about humans. 
Generally speaking, they are known as wanting to be in good relationship with humans and if anything to upgrade us in terms of our consciousness and develop our telepathy, psychic abilities and so on. You may not have previously connected with them being there. It's latent within most of us and they may have been activating that within you. How do you reconcile the multiple aspects of your identity? I always felt different since childhood, but now I feel like I relate more to the idea of that and feel that it will help in my career, which is clinical psychology and neuroscience. I won't be telling people about that, but it feels sufficient that I am in agreement with the star beings and that I am doing what I'm supposed to do in accordance with what I was trained to do before I came here. There's nothing in me saying people have to know I will be doing my mission and I won't be telling people unless they're interested. It feels like I found out who I am, like I have remembered who I am and why I'm here. I always felt different, not like other children. I felt like I didn't like being human, didn't feel human, but now that conflict have, has gone. I used to feel anger and hatred towards humans for the destruction and bad things in the world, but now I no longer feel that. I feel complete. Are you aware of coming earth changes? I understand the earth is now changing to a new frequency, which means to be lighter and better for humans, surely. What is your take on the takeover thesis? I find that an exaggeration. They have their motives, but that attention is not necessary. In Barbara Marciniak's book, The Bringers of the Dawn, she explained that we have to do things to help the world. My feeling is that as long as we keep doing our part, we don't need to focus on the negative stuff. Fearing the reptilians is not necessary. This is a reference to David Jacobs' book, um, who, and in his research, he feels that the uh, uh, some of the hybrids are uh, quite psychically and willfully superior to us and will uh, eventually try to take over society, although right now they're still getting uh, settled in and adjusted. Um, of course, not everyone believes this, uh, but David Jacobs certainly does, and you can certainly track that on any of his uh, interviews or talks on YouTube. How do you feel about the global hybrid community? It's nice to have a community like that to join everyone. The point for the beings is for us all to be together as one family. I just wish there wasn't so much worry and focus on what the reptilians are doing. The Pleiadians call them the Lizzies. David Icke's work is interesting, but it doesn't resonate with me. It's too exaggerated. What would you most like to discuss with other hybrids? 
it was very positive to find out things from Charmaine, but I was scared by the whole reptilian thing, the conspiracy stuff involving those who are trying to keep everyone under control. I didn't want to know more about that, but Matt calmed me down. He told me about the Palladians, and that resonated with me strongly, and that instantly attracted me. It felt like it was more me. And with Jacqueline, it was very positive and enjoyable doing the Star Origin reading. I liked it. I feel a lot more secure now. Now, uh, Cindy Crawford, what is your definition of a hybrid? One whose DNA comes from two or more planetary races. This is done either through sexual intercourse, insemination, genetic alteration of the fetus in the mother's womb. What is the definition of a starseed hybrid? A starseed hybrid is when the soul aspect of a hybrid incarnates into a human body in order to perform a particular mission requiring the best qualities of the various races. How did you learn you were a hybrid? My father told me when I was 34. At that time, the only reason I believed him was that my twin sister and I were so different, I even had a different blood and tissue types from her and the rest of my family. How were you created? My father had served two years in combat in World War II. In 1958, while training to be a doctor in med school, he was approached by a man from the OSS, which later became the CIA, as we all know, and offered a top secret mission in the army that his family was not allowed to know about. In the first part of the mission, he was asked to participate in a hybrid project. This required my mother to be drugged and impregnated with a hybrid embryo without her knowledge. My creation required the combination of my mother's eggs, my father's sperm, and two types of DNA, alien DNA. The second part of the mission required my father to serve in Korea, working with alien technology found on a downed medical UFO. Keep that in mind. This secret program to create a superhuman race originated when the US government brought German scientists over during Project Paperclip in the aftermath of World War II. The scientists had been creating hybrids and doing cloning for many years prior, and we offered them asylum in exchange for access to their secret programs. Much of this information was given to me by my father after his passing while reading the book In League with a UFO and confirmed during a regression with Dr. Leo Sprinkle in 2000. Now, uh, certainly, uh, Project Paperclip uh, did happen, been well established. Many Germans, usually involved with the uh, nuclear development program, were brought over to help with the Manhattan Project and uh, later developments. Uh, other uh, witnesses have uh, claimed the, what the Cindy Crawford does, and others are not so sure, but we're certainly not going to accuse anyone of lying here. Not at all. Um, just to give you different people have different notions of how this came about historically. So what is your ET component? I'm 38 Anunnaki percent, that is, 34% human and 28% Zeta. The Anunnaki were a race of very tall humanoid beings who were known to integrate with various races in order to maintain control of the universe. The best reference book on the Anunnaki is called the Anunnaki Encyclopedia by Maximilien de Lafayette. It contains decades of researched information from documents, scrolls, and ancient Arabic pre-Islamic writings. Although originally written for the government, 
his books later became available to the public. The two most common Anunnaki hybrid races brought to Earth were hybridized with the lion people and the race of reptilians. Sekhmet, daughter, known as the daughter of Ra, was unearthed during the 12th dynasty. That's Egypt, of course. She was one of the lion people, half human, half lion. Conflicting research says she was a ruler over her own people somewhere in ancient Egypt, while others say she was the protector of the pharaohs and led them into warfare. What do you understand to be the purpose of your creation? I can see um, many questions here and many uh, experiencers. This will be the uh, first part of two so that we can get through a substantial part of this material. What do you understand to be the purpose of your creation? The secret hybrid program, which has been taken over by the NSA, well, wouldn't you know, was originally intended to create superhuman hybrids that would perform tasks humans would not normally be able to do. However, in early 2003, my guides explained that my soul had agreed to come into a hybrid body in order to assist starseeds to fully awaken to their true mission on Earth. By 2005, I was making sculptures of benevolent beings that would carry an aspect of the soul of that being to assist the starseeds in what they needed most. Do you have hybrid children? I have two Earth children, the oldest a daughter who doesn't embrace my beliefs, and a son who is more hybrid than myself because I was impregnated with him on a ship. I also got other children uh, who were removed as fetuses during early gestation, and dozens of children created from eggs which were taken from me prior to having my ovaries removed in 1990. Do you ever fear you won't complete your mission on Earth? No, I'm too protected. As are many of us starseeds, there have been numerous attempts by the secret government and NSA to take me out. But every time I'm either shielded, protected, or healed or brought back to life. The only time a hybrid or starseed is allowed to die is when their mission is completed or they are needed to serve elsewhere. For example, a friend of mine was the captain of a mothership and every night left his body to take command of his ship during his human body's sleep hours. You'd wonder how that would work out, don't you? At 58 years old, he died unexpectedly of natural causes, but when his sister called to tell me, he communicated with her through me from his mothership, where he had taken full-time command. I've known several people who've crossed over to be back on their Galactic Federation ships or ships of their own star origin. Another friend was a woman on dialysis, and when she crossed over, she came to me and said, my God, you ought to see my body now. She looked to be in her late 20s. She's now working with the Federation on strategies and filling them in on what's happening on Earth politically and all the major challenges humanity is going through. Why do you think hybrids are on Earth? My guides explained it quite simply. Humans have been brainwashed brainwashed into believing through religion and ideology that humans are the only beings in the universe. And in order for humanity to awaken to their truth, they must release their judgments and prejudices. Therefore, many of the hybrids have chosen to be able to shapeshift between human and other races as needed, so that humans will realize they are not their bodies, but their souls. 
Humans need to understand that every soul is nothing less than a source self. To understand this, we must realize what humans call God or creator or all that is, the star people call source. So from the beginning, the source was all and knew all, but the source wanted to know what it was to come from nothingness to become all that is. So source made source selves. Each an aspect of itself, therefore the source lives vicariously through each and every aspect of the source selves. Each source self experiences numerous lifetimes as various beings, and between each lifetime the soul gets to reflect on what it has learned. This is where our Akashic records come in, but where we are not shown them until we are nearing the end of each lifetime and or mission. Now, source self, as well as being a term coined, I believe, originally by Jane Roberts in the middle of, well, the early days of her channeling of Seth, in her book, uh, Adventures in Consciousness, she talks about source self. And for me, coming from the theosophical tradition mainly, that source self is the monad, the higher self, the monad. And what she, what Cindy says there, ties in almost exactly with the traditional esoteric theosophical concept understanding of what a monad is and does almost exactly Do you have special abilities? Well, I'm clairvoyant and communicate to, and can communicate telepathically. I have seen inside an unhealthy body to determine what was wrong and have healed animals. I was telekinetic, able to move objects with my mind until a serious accident caused some brain damage. I do know that as my DNA is activating, I'm discovering more abilities. What protocols govern ET interaction with humans? Well, we starseeds are here at this time to assist humanity by being examples, but not to do the work for them. Humans are in need of understanding their true connection to source and many star people and, and that the many star people and learning how to activate their own powers, as well as how to stand in their power against those of the dark side. Ah, the dark side. And uh, does it really exist, or is it just people that have a different opinion than you? Well, does it really matter? Personally, I don't think so. Um, obviously, uh, we know from what I'm talking about today and many other reports in the last, oh, I don't know, 20, 25 years, government agencies are not only trying to discover more about what the aliens are doing, but are um, imitating them somewhat clumsily on many occasions. But they, through captured technology, they can do abductions themselves. And for some, that is the dark side. There are many programs and beliefs that have gotten spread around that are disinformation. And when starseeds are waking up, they need to know how to discern truth. One misconception is about Nasara, 
National Economic Security and Reformation Act, where people were told that everyone would be given the same large amount of money so everyone would be equal. Hmm. I hadn't heard of that, but then maybe that's American. This is a way of making people believe they have no work to do and that we will all automatically be equal. Where's the lesson in that? This ascension is not about monetary things, but about soul learning lessons, giving up greed, prejudice, fear and judgment, and seeing the source in each and every being. To repeat, it's about getting out of the head and living in the heart. My guides once told me that my heart is the umbilical cord to the source. Hmm. What is your understanding of ascension? Now you'll find in this uh, community, uh, ascension, as with uh, many New Agers, is a hot topic. Ascension is when the soul has learned all the lessons from thousands of lifetimes in the third dimension and has moved into the heart for resolution. Humanity is in the middle of the ascension process right now of experiencing all that is. It is in the third dimension, which they say is the hardest to get through, like being in high school. The third dimension. Well, that's the one we're paddling about in now. Uh, there are so many different ways you can go at being a human. You can be greedy or powerful. You can be poor or have a disease or be a disease-free. So you have many opportunities to get through the third dimension. You have thousands of lifetimes, and that is what it takes to ascend to the next level, which is the fifth dimension. The fourth dimension is where the soul looks back at the lessons from that lifetime when they have to get let go and be reborn until they learnt it all. It is all in the fourth dimension that you get the demonic beings, oh yes, that love to harass humans. But it's the fifth dimension that humanity is moving into, and that is the dimension of integration, of acceptance, and learning what it is to love unconditionally. And after you experience that, that is where you get your master's degree. You're already in school learning to be a master, and then your soul's purpose is to help others understanding their lessons and move forward. On the motherships, we have the most incredible celebrations when we've completed the mission of ascension. We get to party down. It's not, <laughs> it's not about being drunk and all that. It's about getting to dress up, meet one another and share in like a huge ballroom. We get to do what makes us happy. Even those who had a hard time with or didn't agree with the way in which they assisted humans, we get to party with them without judgment. It's like the awards, looking at what we've accomplished. Yes, Ascension, well, we'll hear some more opinions on that as we go on. When I first started having conscious contact, to continue, I experienced the unconditional love that I had been seeking all my life and had never found with humans. It was a love that was so powerful, so all-encompassing, that there is no other way to describe it. The being materialized beside my bed. He stood approximately five feet tall and had a brown wrinkled skin, like elephant skin. And he had gold eyes, a very odd-shaped head that seemed to be large at the top and dented a little in at the back forming another little bump. The neck was very long and thin, as was his body. He had three fingers on each hand and three toes on each foot. 
at the end of his digits, he had a suction cup. This was the first time I consciously felt such extreme love that I felt like I was melting. It was so euphoric. And I asked him, I felt that it was a male. Can I hold your hand? Because I wanted to know what they felt like. It was like the skin of a chimpanzee. It was almost rubbery. It's a different texture to human skin. When I held his hand, my whole body vibrated with such intense love, and we exchanged love in our hearts. It lasted maybe five minutes. They can't be in a physical form for long because our frequency is much lower than theirs, that it becomes painful to them. I did ask them about the missing pregnancies, but only years later, and by that time it didn't matter to me. Well, that's interesting. Um, they can't be in physical form for too long because our frequency is too low. Well, that's almost exactly what happens when uh, our dearly departed come from spirit back to reassure us, to give us a, a message, to give us some love. They often only appear for a minute, two minutes uh, in the house, waving, smiling, looking at you because it takes a lot of energy to manifest at our level, a lot of energy for them. So interesting, interesting that. One's an astral level, that's our human dead, are at a similar level to the uh, ETs that come and uh, brief us and, uh, uh, you know, brief us, well, you know, guide us, instruct us, uh, all that sort of thing. So um, this will be the end of part one of uh, meeting up with some hybrids. And we'll definitely be continuing with part two very soon. And until then, uh, you know, enjoy your life, absorb this material, and uh, don't panic. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs>